So we open our Bibles this morning to Isaiah 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Appreciate your patience and uh, accommodations of all our adjustments the last few weeks as we prepared for and went to Presbytery and now have returned in our Maybe recovering a little bit still from a trip with lots of little kids on a plane. <laughs> but the Lord really provided. We had a, a number of unusual, uh, I guess not that, I don't mean to be too dramatic, but a number of adventures along the way there and back. I'll tell you for your uh, entertainment during our teaching time in fellow, food and fellowship tonight. But while we were in Presbytery, knowing I would need to continue to rely on some briefer topical uh, sermons, uh, uh, I uh, heard this verse in one of the young men's sermons that was uh, uh, looking to be licensed to be a preacher, and he was licensed, as was the other young gentleman. And I would like to say this, since I'm mentioning them, I was very encouraged by the caliber of these young men uh, being trained up for the ministry in the denomination. It's, uh, I think it's a, a great fruit of the training of our denomination, and uh, I think a great future uh, for us, God helping us. One of the verses that was mentioned in the sermon just really um, caught my ear. Of course, we've heard it before, but just thought, well, I'd like to, I'd like to think about that with you today in, in our kind of topical devotional sermon. And so I'm going to uh, share the word with you from Isaiah 26, verse 3. I will be taking you to other places of Isaiah, so please keep it marked. We'll be going uh, through to some other scriptures in Isaiah if you'd like to follow along with me. But this is our, our theme verse. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Hear now the word of the Lord. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. I'd like to read it again, but before I do, uh, not sure I'll quite say this in the sermon, probably will end up saying it, but I'd like to suggest this is a good one to memorize and have ready to say regularly, such as some other scriptures we've thought about, to particularly help you in your time of need to stay the course, to keep your hand to the plow, to keep your eyes on Jesus, I think this is a wonderful verse just to be able to say to yourself to strengthen yourself and stay focused on Christ because of the blessed peace you'll have from that. As opposed to allowing uh, the storms of life and the situations to take your eyes off of Christ and then not have his peace. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Well, as we think about this verse, it's hard not to think about its opposite of what's being described in another verse in the New Testament, James chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. We often refer to this as the James 1 man, as we're dealing with certain people. Oh, it's just like the James 1 man. Uh, the way they won't continue to think straight has them constantly moving all over the place and never have peace, never be settled. James 1, 6 to 8 says that a wavering, double-minded man, double-minded, never can just keep his thoughts focused and fixed on the Lord and his word. He is unstable in all his ways, and he is like a wave that's just tossed to and fro all over the place by the wind in every direction. You see, he's never able to enjoy peace. In fact, that'll make you seasick, Right? Always troubled. That's in contrast to what we've read in Isaiah 26, verse 3 today. On the other side of things, God gives real, lasting peace of mind to his people who return to truly rest in him. 
I give you that as the main idea of this verse in its context. God gives real, lasting peace of mind to his people who repent, who return to truly rest in him. And as I've already mentioned, as we've been preparing for the sermon this morning, when it says perfect peace, in the Hebrew, it's actually the same word twice, shalom, shalom. You'll often hear those from a, a Jewish background greet each other with shalom, shalom. Perfect peace is just shalom, shalom, but it has that idea of complete superfluous peace. That word shalom among many things I know I always share this. My Hebrew professor said you can't really give you everything that's in the word shalom. It's so such a pregnant word, but let me give you some of what he shared. It means wholeness. Shalom is wholeness. Shalom is completeness. Shalom is an absence of strife. Shalom is an absence of war, which is why heaven at Christ's return will be the perfect The shalom, shalom. But as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, as the body of Christ, we can already have that shalom, shalom developing in us as we grow with him. As we are stayed upon him, as our verse says, him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. That word stayed in the Hebrew could be translated leaning, leaning. You know, we have a, uh, we have a lot of little, um, succulent plants we get from a store and we have them along the ledge of our bathroom for and I and I think they probably should start to be transplanted they've gotten as large as they can but we always like to water them with the shower put them back on they're our little friends and and uh, there's one that has gotten tall enough and it's just going to fall over in its ownness but what we do is we just kind of angle it for the one big part to lean against the windowsill and then it's fine And that's the idea here of staying upon God is leaning upon him, resting upon him, putting our weight upon him. Some people try to say religion is a crutch. Absolutely. No problem with that, right? Who of us are too proud to take a crutch when we have a broken leg? And we are broken and completely dependent on God to be held upright. So blessed is the man who leans upon God for his support. But what is leaning upon God? A mind. A mind is stayed on God. Or said again, a mind that trusts in God. And the word mind, the mind that stays upon you, uh, literally could be intent or imagination or thought. So it is this deliberate devotion. It isn't just like a mind that's blank of thought. It's a mind that's meditating on God, thinking about God, focusing on God, trusting in him. The mind, the imagination, the thought. Such people God delivers. Such people God protects. He says you will keep the mind that is fixed, the imagination, the thought, the intent. I'm intently devoted to God in these circumstances, in these situations, I'm, I'm waiting on him. I'm trying to stay content in him no matter what. He protects, that is, he will keep. You will keep. The verse says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. God will keep you as you keep thinking about him. 
And that, of course, involves how you live your life for him, how you live your life because of him. As you keep your thoughts and your life fixed on him, he will keep you. He will protect you. Of course, the opposite is true. The wicked have no rest, no peace, the scriptures say. But those who put their thoughts and lean upon God in Christ, he will give shalom, shalom. He will keep you. He will keep you in shalom, shalom. Now, what is the context? It's important. We won't look at it too much, but I think it's important to at least touch on it. The context is, as we've seen often when we've looked at Isaiah and Jeremiah, God's people have been sent into exile. Why? They're not having peace right now. Why? Because they're being disciplined. Why? Because they turned their thoughts away from God. They turned their minds away from God. They rested in the idols of this world and in the peoples and the kings of this world. And those are the ones who drew them away and dragged them away into the bondage of slavery in a foreign land. But it is these people that God says when they repent, when they return to God, they are going to be returned to the promised land of peace. They're not in the promised land anymore. They've been taken away from it. But as they return to God, which is repentance, rest upon God now again, they will be brought back to the promised land of peace, which, of course, is the type of heaven. Look at verses one and two of our text. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. But of course, that's a return because they're returning back to God. You see, returning back to God, he brings us, returns us to the place we should have been all along. And as we stray from it by turning to others and other things, we are taking ourself, if not body, mind, our heart away from God, and thus not having his peace, even if we stay in the same place bodily. It's the same for us as individuals. It's the same for us as a people with one another. We need to stay our minds upon God anew. May God bless us as individuals, as fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts, grandpas and grandmas, boys and girls. May he help us to renew ourselves, renew our minds, that we would be transformed more, knowing what God's will is, that we would have his blessed peace as we live closely with him. So with that in view, that humble reliance upon God, that returning to God with our minds, that he would return us to the place of peace, let us hear some other things in Isaiah. Keep this marked, please. But we'll go to Isaiah 30, verse 15. Isaiah 30, verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning... And rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Sadly, there's one more thing he says, and ye would not. Just as we saw in some other scriptures in Isaiah, just as we saw in Jeremiah, walk in the old paths and you will have my rest. But you said we would not. And so there's this review that when we say we will not, then we won't have his peace. And we won't be brought back into a place of peace in our hearts. But if we do, look what he calls upon us. Thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest 
shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Return to me and find rest. Jesus says, come to me, you who are labor, labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. That means giving ourselves to him, having him break our chains. Let us say we will. Let us say we will. We will return to you and rest. We would have your peace, Lord. We repent. We return to you. Let us also turn ahead to Isaiah 57, verse 15. Isaiah 57, verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I am so high and lofty. I dwell in the heavens, but I also dwell in the hearts of the humble. The brokenhearted is where I pour out my blessing to overflowing. Never runs out as it goes through the cracks and heels. The high and lofty one yet dwells with those who are contrite and acknowledge him for who he is and acknowledge who we are before him. Thus, let's go back to our text, Isaiah 26. And I want you to look at verses four and five with me. I think a way to apply what we're reading here. Verse 4, Isaiah 26, 4, Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high. The lofty city, he layeth it low, he layeth it low, even to the ground, he bringeth it even to the dust. So there's that warning, as we know from Peter, that he humbles the proud, but he lifts up the humble. And so here, verse four, trust in the Lord. Let Jehovah be your everlasting strength. As Jehovah is your everlasting strength, as you lean on him, as you stay your mind upon him, as you trust and rest in him, he will be your everlasting strength. Therefore, he will be your everlasting peace. Real, lasting peace is found in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Now, we won't turn there, but Isaiah 9, verse 6, is a prophecy in the New Testament, quoted in the New Testament about Jesus. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Bowing to the King of Kings is what will give you the Prince's peace. Real peace is found, real lasting peace is found alone in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, who says in John 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And thus to receive that peace he gives you that's not of this world. That peace comes from only trusting in him. He says, receive it according to Matthew 22, verse 37. He commands you, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. The Greek uses that word instead of um, what's used in the Hebrew in Deuteronomy. Of course, it's quoting Deuteronomy 6, 5. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, your mind. Our scripture says today, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. 
Follow also Paul's advice. In Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7, he says, Be careful for nothing. That means don't worry. And with, uh, excuse me, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Beloved, there is a real hint of what we need to remember to do that we don't do enough of. He says, don't worry, instead pray. We need to lean on the Lord and trust in him more by actually talking to him about our fears, by actually talking to him about our concerns and our struggles. So often I say to the Lord, I know you know about this right now, Lord, but I know you tell me to talk to you about it because I need your peace in it. And until I talk to the Lord about it, I don't have peace. We need to give ourselves to the Lord in prayer and he'll give us a peace that is beyond understanding. It's beyond the understanding of this world that doesn't have the Lord to be leaning on. Remember, as Paul says in chapter two of Philippians, concentrate on Christ as your calling and as your example. Be humble and have the mind of Christ together. Have the mind of Christ and enjoy his unity. Further, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46, verse 10. Why? Because as the psalm says several times, God is our refuge and our strength. Be still and know that he is God. And Psalm 112, verse 7 will then be said of you, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord. It's really saying the same thing as staying your mind on Christ. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Therefore, he will not be afraid of evil things. Remember the psalm in in the 50s, I want to say for sure, but I'm afraid I'll make a mistake. But when I am afraid, I will trust in you, God. Remember the scriptures teach us that fear is not of faith. And Christ calls upon us to not be of little faith and not be afraid, but have faith in him. Rest in him. Trust in him. Cast our cares upon him. Let him care for us. Matthew Henry explains, commenting on this verse, that you will have inward peace, outward peace, peace with God, peace of conscience, peace at all times, under all events. This peace shall he be put into and kept in the possession of whose mind is stayed upon God because it trusts in him. Those that trust in God must have their minds stayed upon him, must trust in him at all times, under all events, must firmly and faithfully adhere to him with an entire satisfaction in him. And such as do so, God will keep in perpetual peace. And that peace shall keep them. Before I continue, remember that peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. 
Matthew Henry goes on to say this. Those that trust in God shall not only find in him, but we receive from him everlasting strength. Strength that will carry them to everlasting life, to that blessedness which is forever. And therefore, let them trust in him forever and never cast away nor change their confidence. The devil is always going to be trying to take your eyes off Christ. He's always going to be trying to get you to turn your mind away from intently giving yourself to rest upon him. Because he knows if he can't have you, at least he can make you afraid and miserable with no peace. Because there is no peace to have in this world. It's only peace that's not of this world. Alone in Christ as we rest upon him. We have to fix our thoughts on him. We have to keep giving our heart to him. Firmly trusting, leaning upon him. Then and only then do we actually stand. Otherwise, what if we want to pretend to ourselves and others we're just crawling in the dust. Being dragged along in chains. Beloved, keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Stay focused on God and be still in him by memorizing and reciting this verse as you wait for the refreshing river of life while you wade through the waters, the rough waters of this life. And remember Isaiah 43, verse 2. Turn with me there, please. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Such a wonderful verse we often send to others and are thankful to receive from others. You can never hear it enough when you're going through a trial in life. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee and through the rivers. They shall not overflow thee. When thou wakest, excuse me, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Whether you're going through rough waters right now or you're going through fiery trials right now, remember that verse. God says, I will be with you. Keep trusting in me. Keep leaning upon me and I will give you shalom, shalom. In fact, sometimes when it is the worst and we give ourselves to the Lord in a special way because of our deep need, we experience that more of that supernatural shalom than we do in the regular days of life. And also remember Isaiah 40, verse 31. Turn there with me, please. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord. Now remember, stay your mind upon the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Don't stop. He'll give you shalom, shalom. He'll give you rest. He'll give you perfect peace. More than that. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Or as James says, that perfect patience. Let patience have its perfect work. God will just be using those things to allow us to hupamene, bear under, and then that will cause us by him to be lifted up and rise up to the occasion rather than be trampled by it. 
Turn with me also to remember Isaiah 42, verse 3. Isaiah 42, verse 3. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard. Pardon me. Um, I think that I uh, am missing a digit in my... In my uh, okay, it's actually... Oh, no, excuse me. I read the right reference, but I didn't read the right reference. (laughs) Isaiah 42, verse 3. I'll trust the Lord to lift me up as I further depend on him in my weakness. Verse 3. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. How many times do you not feel like your smoke's about to go out? How many times do you not feel like you're about to be broken in half? He says, I won't let that happen to you. I will not let that happen to you as you trust in me. I will continue to let you lean on me so that you don't bend to the point where you break. There'll be no breaking point for you because I will always be there holding you up, lifting you up, even to the point on eagle's wings where you are running and flying again. Beloved, return to the Lord together again and again more and more, intently lean upon and trust in Christ at all times, ye people, for God is a refuge for us, Selah. And he will indeed give you perfect peace that will be fully realized in the internal promised land. Along the way, remember to intently trust in the Lord for real peace comes with really resting in Christ. And that is the message for you this morning against the lies of Satan, against the lies of this world that is more interested in getting your eyes off of Christ so at some point you kill yourself, as so many do when they seek their peace in Hollywood. Listen to the Lord this morning. You know what your trials are. He knows. He will not let you break. He will not let you go out. Lean upon him as much as you need to. He is incredibly strong. And he is the only place that can give you a break as it is to rest, to be rejuvenated. Real peace, lasting peace, comes with really resting in Christ. Beloved, We always need to be reminded of that. We are so easily distracted into the things that cause us a lack of peace. Let us give our hearts to Christ anew by his grace, by the work of his spirit, through his living and active word, piercing our hearts that they would be more contrite this morning, more broken before him, that he would fill us up with more of himself because real peace comes with really resting in Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, we do confess how often we stray from you like the prodigal son and find ourselves eating with pigs in the mud with no peace, no shelter, no comfort. In those moments, Holy Spirit, cause us to remember our Father and how good we have it in his house and how glorious it will be for us in his house when the new Jerusalem comes down into the new heavens and the new earth. 
as we are already made citizens of the kingdom of heaven, as we are already made the temple of the Spirit. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bear more of your fruit of peace as you would quicken us to respond to this word and to run to Christ and not only receive, but rest in him as the catechism speak of faith in Jesus Christ, justifying, saving faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, let us continue to rest in you. Our soul finds rest in you alone. You alone are our savior, our rock, our fortress strong. Bless us, Lord, to trust in you as we now come to the Lord's Supper, to be reminded the truth against the lies of this world that we can't be forgiven anymore. Instead, what we remember as we partake of you in the sacrament is that our sins are forgiven, that we will be with you in paradise. So, Lord, bless us and bless our hearts with peace as we are reminded of these things. Fix our hearts upon you. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Strengthen our feeble needs. Lift us up on eagle's wings. For your glory, for our good, and for a witness to the world that others would come to Christ and have his perfect peace. We thank you that you've already given it to us to enjoy. Help us to enjoy it more. Help us to really rest in you, to have your real peace. And we pray in Jesus' name and all your people said, Amen.